Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Hello and welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything, where we give you the tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. I'm so honored to be your host, Dr. Robin Silverman, child and teen development specialist, author and speaker, and most importantly, parent of two great kids who give me the opportunity to love, learn, and grow every single day, whether I want to or not. Believe me, I get it. It's not always easy, but we're in this together and we have some great people helping us along the way. Now, celebrity culture has a profound influence on lots of us. On the one hand, there are many people who listen to celebrities talk about medication, climate change, politics, religion, vaccines, and life choices in the same way or in a more captivated way than they would listen to top experts in those fields. On the other hand, even if you aren't one to be swayed by the $3,500 knife set touted by Gwyneth Paltrow, or the best way to solve a natural disaster by Brad Pitt, their influence is everywhere. Celebrities have the ear of politicians who help make the laws and the masses who help make a movement. So what about the celebrity impact on young people? How can celebrities influence boys and girls in the, in the way that they think about global affairs, national politics, outer beauty, and themselves? Cooper Lawrence is a multiple Gracie Award-winning radio personality currently hosting the nationally syndicated Cooper and Anthony radio show. She is the author of seven books. Her latest is called Celebritocracy, the misguided agenda of celebrity politics in a postmodern democracy, and it's available now. Cooper has a PhD in developmental psychology, and her work is in how celebrity culture impacts development. And secret, Cooper and I have been on numerous TV shows together. I adore her. We have had so much fun over the years. So I would like to welcome Cooper Lawrence to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Thank you, my friend. It's such an honor to be here. And you and I, yeah, we put in the years. We put in our time at Tyra on the Today Show. And, uh, and now here we are talking to each other, which is how it should have been all along. It should be that way. And I mean, I did your radio show that one time. I'm excited to do it again. I think that the more we get some information out to the world from our perspectives and highlighting all the great work that's out there, kind of through our lens of developmental psychology, is really helpful to parents. But before we kind of get into all the great work that you are doing, and the celebrity influence on young people, I would love to hear, and I would love our listeners to hear, what gets you up in the morning, and what has gotten you so interested in celebrity culture and its hold on us? You know, it's interesting. When I was a teenager, I had a friend who was working as a personal assistant to actress Shelley Winters, and she was leaving, and she said, Shelley needs somebody new. Do you want to come work for her? <laughs> and, you know, Shelley Winters, I didn't really know who she was exactly. I'd heard of her, obviously, Poseidon Adventure, but, you know, she wasn't my generation, but I was like, look, it's a job. She's in my neighborhood, sure. Wow. But, you know, I'm really glad I took that job, especially as a teenager, 
because it really opened my eyes at a very early age to what celebrity life was like from the inside. Mm. I mean, that was amazing because, you know, for, for the rest of us who see celebrity life, it looks very glamorous and we see how they're treated. But then once you're inside of it, you really get a sense of, you know, how much people lie to them on a regular basis, mm. but also how much access they have, you know, but they don't really have access to the best people. They just have access to more people, mm. you know, and uh, so it just it, I was fascinated early. And then I went from Shelley to an Oscar winning director to an Oscar winning actor. And I just I worked as a personal assistant through my late teens and early into my early 20s before I got into radio. And mm. that was the first time that I said, wow, this is something this is a life that's different than the rest of us. Mm, so interesting. You do have the insider's perspective as well as the perspective of a de developmental psychologist, which makes it extra interesting. So there are many celebrities that many of us look at and, you know, we think of them as, as these very competent, experienced people and as maybe somewhat jaded adults, we sh might shake our heads and wonder why someone listens to them while other people might not. Celebrity culture is pervasive. It's influential. It's ubiquitous. Given its effect, how are parents supposed to protect their children from negative celebrity influencers when it is so insidious? Well, I think it's important to identify who those people are and how your child is accessing those people. Here's the difference. You know, Robin, when you and I were growing up, if you were interested in a celebrity, maybe you bought a magazine that they had done an interview in or you watched David Letterman. Now the celebrities are talking directly to your child through social media. You know, so your kid who's interested in, uh, let's say, Demi Lovato mm -hmm. can follow her on various uh, platforms and Demi Lovato is talking right to you. Mm -hmm. So you kind of feel like you know her and and because you feel like you know her, it gives you more of a bond to her. Mm -hmm. um, and that bond means that you're more likely to do what she does and, and do what she says. It's problematic when you get someone like Demi Lovato, who we find out has a very bad drug problem. Mm -hmm. So initially she was, you know, Mouseketeer, fantastic, great role model. And then we find out, you know, the other shoe drops. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to not dismiss who your kids are following on social media because they're consuming things that you don't even know about. You know, you, you don't you don't know what stories they're watching on Instagram stories. You're not sitting there looking over their shoulder. So this is a celebrity talking directly to your kid. And if this was in real life, if you were outside mm. and somebody walked over to your kid and grabbed them by the arm and said, hey, I want you to buy this product. And then here's this cool thing I'm doing. You'd be like, hey, buddy, get away mm. from my kid. Mm. So this is this is similar to that. So you have to make sure that you are not just interested in your child's social media in terms of who their friends are, but also who their non-friends are. You know, there's research, so much research about that we know more people in the fake world than we do in the real world. Hmm. Um, there's been study after study done over the past 30 years where they sit down with kids and they ask them pointed questions about celebrities and what they know about them. And then people in their school and their friends and what they know about them and neighbors and what they know about them. And they find they know a lot more about the celebrity than they do about, you know, the girl sits behind them in math class. Hmm. So so it's very, very important to make sure that these other friends, these fake friends in the fake world um, who are having an impact on your child are also on your radar. 
Right. And and there's also the feeling that not just that you know who these people are, but they know who you are. I mean, even intuitively, we know, obviously, they don't know us personally, but there's a feeling like a kinship, like she gets me or he gets me because you've been taking in all of this information and you feel like she or he has a similar struggle. Therefore, they know you and what they're doing is clearly if it's good for them, it must be good for you. Isn't that correct? Yeah. And it's more than just the music. You know, you listen to a lyric and you think, wow, I can really relate to that Mm. lyric. It's just so, oh, that's my life. That's different because that's their performance space. So I think the way a celebrity or a star or a pop star or somebody interacts with a child who is consuming their movies or an interview or their music is very different than how they're consuming them personally, because Mm -hmm. it's very important to have that conversation to understand that there is a separation. You know, it, it depends on how young your child is. But again, a great deal of research that shows children under the age of seven, when they watch something on television, like the news, for example, they have trouble separating what's on television, what's fake and what's real, what's Mm. news, what's happening, uh, what's real violence, what's violence going on in the news, am I safe? They have a lot of questions, you know. And when you look at anxiety studies and children under the age of seven that have high levels of anxiety, this is one of the factors that has been found to be, to to raise levels of anxiety is not understanding if, if, are they safe? What's going on in the world? How does it affect me? What's real? What's not real? Mm -hmm. So if you take that into the world of celebrity, it's the same thing. You know, a celebrity talking directly to your child is that celebrity. They're not the character they're playing. Mm. They're they're them. So yeah. the music is a little uh, more safe because it's music. Mm-hmm. But this, but Lady Gaga herself getting on Instagram and or wherever like TikTok and saying something directly that's Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, you mentioned uh, Demi Lovato, and and it it can be applied to many different celebrities, but you say in your book that when a celebrity scandal is unearthed, there is a betrayal of public trust as the person's dysfunction is revealed. We've seen these betrayals that have to do with so many things. You just mentioned Demi Lovato, drugs. I'm thinking also Lance Armstrong um, in the past, other celebrity athletes, We've had infidelity, racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, plastic surgery, endless amounts more. And many kids will put all their eggs in one basket when it comes to their favorite celebrities. They hold them to such high regard. So when a celebrity betrays them in a profound way, how can this affect a young person and how, as parents, can we talk to them about celebrities so that the person does become humanized, the fame becomes scrutinized, and the perfectionism that we've been applying to celebrities can come out of the shadows. Okay, so here's where you and I, as the rare developmental psychologist, because how many of us are there out there, really? Mm -hmm. um, This is where you and I can start to explain what in-group and out-group bias is. This is. This is a very important concept, because take out the specific celebrity and what the scandal is. If you understand in-group versus out-group, um, you, you take a poke at it first, and then, and then I will chime in, because I, I know how brilliant you, brilliant you are 
No, I mean, you know, there, there's a feeling that we get when we are, um, when we, we just said, when we are looking at a a person and we think oh they they get me i and and they and i get them and we're part of the same so you almost feel like this is the person who is in in with me in the world with me and then there's us and then there's them so the right. other people don't understand us they don't get us and so this betrayal is very hard to grapple with when you have been feeling like an us with this person for so long and all of a sudden it goes against maybe the way you've been growing up maybe your personal values and you all of a sudden go wait a second have i been duped have they been a them this whole time um, right. or am is this still part of my us and I'm I I've been in the dark and I should be doing whatever they're doing or accepting what what they're doing that's right and my say? favorite my favorite example of this um, from I have to just go with our generation because this is such a good example um, so everyone who watched Friends that really loved Jennifer Aniston, mm. not just her as Rachel, but Jennifer Aniston, you know, yes. we followed her personal life and who she was dating and she broke up with Tate Donovan. And then we she wore ended up her, with ha- her hair the same way. <laughs> everyone wore the Rachel. <laughs> the Rachel. Exactly. So this is the example of an in-group. So an in-group is somebody who influences you where you feel like, she's me, I'm her, we're buddies. Like yes. if she met me, she'd be like, oh my God, Cooper and Robin, like we all have to hang out. Like, like long lost just- besties. Jennifer Aniston would love me like that's that was the attitude you know and and we wore her hair and we watched her show and watched her movies and and we were fans but we were more than fans we were actively involved with her life so when she and Brad Pitt started having troubles and Jen and um, Angelina Jolie came along Mm. suddenly Angelina Jolie is the enemy. Yes. She's part of the out group. Right. I'm no longer watching her movies. She's the evil witch who came in and swept in and took my friend's husband away. Yes. So, and you start to personalize these things. You yes. start to feel, remember that whole time it was like, are you, are you team Angie or team Jen? Mm-hmm. And that, and that was a thing. Was a and thing. that's a that's a really good example of an in-group versus an out-group. So take that down to now with your kids. You know, like a good example is what's going on right now with, I don't know if you're following this whole thing with um, Tati Westbrook and all the um, beauty influencers mm-hmm. that are having this big battle on, on YouTube. So, you know, if, you're, if your kid is a, is a YouTube watcher and has an opinion about... Um, Jeffree Star, you know what I mean? Or Tati Westbrook and, and takes a side, that's going to influence them. That's going to influence mm. because they're not just saying um, it's me versus them. They're saying, and buy my lipstick. And here's mm-hmm. how we feel about Selena Gomez. They just attacked Selena Gomez, you know? Mm. So it's like, and now and now you have to start questioning everything you ever believed in and, yes. and, and, and what music you listen to. And, you know, and it becomes, think about it, like as if your kid's not going through enough in their own real social life. Yeah. Like now they have to be involved on an emotional level mm-hmm. with, with these YouTube stars, mm-hmm. you know, the same way we were with Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie. Yes. I mean, to this day, I have to remind myself that I don't know them and I enjoy Angel- Angelina Jolie as an actress. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not being disloyal to Jennifer Aniston if I want to go watch Girl Interrupted. It's just not <laughs> how that works. It's not how it works. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, we don't know most of the story, right? Because here we are listening to people talk on Instagram or on TikTok 
TikTok or wherever, and it's momentary. And then there's another 23 hours in the day that we don't hear from somebody at all. And, and we have no idea what's really happening in their lives. You know, that snapshot, and then we're making a judgment. Um, and, and not just making a judgment, a judgment about their lives, we're making a judgment about ours and our beliefs and, and what we want to do with them and who we want to be friends with and what we want to listen to and whether or not we want to buy Goodyear tires anymore because you're constantly some of this, influenced. Right, but doesn't some of this come down to gender also if you think about it because girls are usually better at snapping back from this sort of thing. You know, we're used to friends turning on us and it sucks for a while and then we deal with it and then we find a new group or we mm. find a way to get that friend back in our lives or, or we work it out somehow. With boys, it's a little bit different. You brought up Lance Armstrong, and that was a good example because sports figures are more superheroes than celebrity mm, when it comes mm. to the youngest fans. You know, if you go into, you know, like a straight boy, even gay boys, I mean, I just think boys in general that like sports, doesn't matter what your mm -hmm. sexuality is. You know, you go into a, a boy's room at a certain age and it's plastered yes. with, you know, stats and, and all kinds of... Uh, posters whatever kids put up these days um of, you know, of, of, <laughs> of you know of of the maybe they have like a banner or they have like a t-shirt they have like something mm -hmm. of the celebrity the athlete that they like mm -hmm. and and they're just as involved with those athletes as as women could mm -hmm. be with like a pop star you know where we have the same engagement we spend a lot of time uh, watching their movies just the way that boys spend a lot of time watching that sport and learning the statistics and getting really involved. So, you know, if you look at like, you know, we're cognitive misers, the way, the way our brains work. So if we're going to spend time focusing on somebody in particular, they must be important. That must mean something to me. If I'm, you know, it works the opposite way. If I'm spending all this time um, learning all the statistics about Lance Armstrong, then he must be important to me. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that he's been lying the whole time. He was doping. He was never the athlete that we thought he was. Um, you know, the it's damaging not just to his brand. It's damaging on some level. It's like it's like finding out, you know, that you didn't get on Santa's list this year. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It just, it feels like, what can I believe in when I've been putting all my eggs in this one basket for so long? I've really believed in this person. I've plastered my walls with it. I've, you know, kept up with everything that he or she has been doing. And now I don't know what to believe anymore. It does feel like a personal betrayal. And then a child can actually be really affected by it. It's not one of those things where you could just be like, get over it. So in, in a world where this happens, if you have a child who is really emotionally involved with a celebrity and they do something that disappoints or feels like a betrayal, how can a parent then handle that when the child is clearly going to be affected and very upset by it? Well, the first thing is to handle it, to 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 take it seriously, because I think a lot of parents think, oh, it's just Demi Lovato. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just, you know, LeBron James or right. whoever. Like you don't even know them. Like, it's, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you don't you don't you can't be dismissive of right. how much time and energy and thought and conversations, frankly, that your child has had with other children about, you know, this person that they all seem to like, yes. you know, that they all agree, like Sean Mendez is the hottest. Mm -hmm. Like, let's all agree on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I think you can't be dismissive of it. That's the first thing. It's very important to have a conversation and say, listen, this is, 
here's the best way to, to describe it. There's something called the illusion of intimacy. And the illusion of intimacy is when we feel that the person that we are putting up on a pedestal is somebody that we know well. But it is an illusion. You don't really know them. And this is a good time to have that conversation and say, listen, you can't be into hero worship. That's the that's the trouble this country has gotten into politically, mm-hmm. where nobody can do any wrong. If you're if I'm on this side, that person's perfect. Right. You know, and but you can't be into hero worship. You have to understand that everybody is flawed. And I think that's a good time to kind yes. of go back in history and start looking at some historical figures Agreed. and saying, you know what? Here's some great things that Gandhi did. He also, you know, you wouldn't say to a child he was a sex addict, but you would say that he was flawed. Mm-hmm. So even these even these amazing people in our history, Gandhi, Winston Churchill, Charlie Chaplin, like people that created things that because of them we have now mm-hmm. um they were flawed because they were flawed they were human beings yes and that's part of being a human being and you know what you will find at some point in your life my darling child that you will also screw up somehow mm-hmm. and you know what it's okay yes you can you can screw up and you can survive it it's about surviving the screw up it's a it's not about avoiding screwing up mm-hmm. it's almost about being ready for it. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. You're going to get a D on a test that you studied hard for, or a friend is going to misread a cue from you and think that you weren't supporting them. It's just, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, hopefully it's on that small uh, a scale, right. but you know, as you get older, the consequences get higher. Mm-hmm. So you have to, as early as, as a child can understand the concept, keep it age appropriate right. and have a conversation where, you know, listen, I know mommy and daddy seem perfect, but <laughs> honestly, you know, I once got a D on a paper yes. or, you know, I once never called my aunt back and then it was her birthday and I missed her birthday. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a way to, to keep it age appropriate. So they start seeing you mm-hmm. as not perfect. Then they can look to their celebrity and then ask them, what is it about the celebrity you liked? Right. what you like about them? You know, is it because you feel like, daddy's working all the time and this is a good father figure for you you know I mean it could be as deep as that or it could just be like you know uh, there's a girl in my class and she likes him so I like him too right so I think understanding why your child likes the celebrity they like and then taking it as a larger conversation look people screw up you know your favorite celebrity is going to screw up. You're going to screw up. Mommy and daddy screw up. It's just it's part of being human and you just have to you just have to find a strategy to come back from it. That's all. Right. It's about entering their world and really listening as well as helping to illuminate the fact that we're all flawed. We're all going to fail. We're all going to fall. And, you know, how do we handle that, that failure in some way? It's, it's a betrayal and the person goes down the rabbit hole and it's, it's a, it's a tale of, of real tragedy. And other times there's a comeback and you know, how did that person pick themselves up? Because who doesn't want to cheer on the celebrity then who gets back up and tries again and, and admits wholeheartedly that they've been struggling, but they're getting help and they're, they're moving forwards and, and forward right. and making strides. So, Britney Spears is a great example yes. of that. I mean, Britney Spears was at her lowest of lows and she, Britney Spears and I would say also uh, Amanda Bynes, they didn't understand what bipolar disorder was mm-hmm. until they understood what bipolar disorder was. And then they got help for it and they got medication and they turned their lives around. Right. You know, they just, they just did it publicly. 
right. you know, everyone screws up. They just have to do it publicly. You get to do it privately. Right. And then also, I was just going to say, make sure you're not, uh, make sure you're role modeling um, those behaviors for the child because you don't want the kid turning around saying, well, you know what? You really love Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you relate, you know, or something you, you want to make sure that you have your own celebrity worship mm-hmm. in check as well. Right. And be cognizant, be cognizant of what your child knows about your consumption of celebrity culture. Mm. Very important. Obviously, everything that we model does speak volumes to our children, uh, even more so than what we're saying. Although I have to say that what we say is is incredibly important as well. Now, you talk extensively in your book about celebrity experts, and we just touched on it a bit, but I kind of want to go down a little further. Um, I'm going to say experts in quotes, by the way, here. <laughs> yes. um, I laughed out loud, and I actually even told you about this because I put it on Instagram, but I laughed out loud when I read at the top of Chapter 5, when you're sick, you go to the doctor. You don't try to get an appointment with Meryl Streep. I thought that was just <laughs> hilarious. I mean, I, I it's absolutely true, but it was so jarring because that was the first sentence, and I was like, yes, it is so true. And yet, there are so many people who are putting more stake in what Gwyneth Paltrow says about gynecology than a gynecologist uh, or the my pillow guy says about covid meds um, than right. a virologist or what jenny mccarthy is saying about autism than autism researchers and doctors so why do we listen to celebrities in the first place in other words why do we think that they are experts in anything but acting social media or the sport they play or the band they're in or simply experts in being famous like what is this what is this thing that's happening here? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, like oh, the fact yes. that celebrities are coming forward and not just telling us how to live our lives, but, you know, giving us ways to live our lives that they're, that they're expecting us to follow. Yeah. And there are people that are actually following And us. they're on like major news stations or in like major courthouses. Like it's, it's not like right. they're, it's not like it's us an aside on Instagram. Like they're where, where people are when they're actually fighting for these things. So I, I, yes, it's a big deal. So here's where it starts. It starts with hearing about something important from a celebrity for the first time. Um, my favorite example of this is when Tom Cruise got on the Today Show and called Matt Flower glib because he didn't um, think that postpartum depression was a real thing and uh, Matt Lauer came back at him and the problem is for people that did not know about postpartum depression which by the way the CDC and the National Institute of Health have said that one in nine women are going to experience that Mm -hmm. at some point Mm -hmm. in their lives so the fact that people that didn't know about it or men watching whose wives hadn't experienced it or hadn't experienced yet or had kept it to themselves or whatever when you're hearing it from a celebrity for the first time, you assume they know what they're talking about. Sure. Why would they be bringing it? Why would Tom Cruise be talking about postpartum depression? He's there to promote Mission Impossible. Why is he talking about this? This must be an important thing that he needs to tell us. Mm-hmm. So I better listen because it's Tom Cruise. He must know something. Mm-hmm. That's the first mistake. The thing you have to understand is celebrities don't know more. They just have a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about, there's got to be somebody in your life that thinks something crazy. 
you know, <laughs> that thinks just something wacky. Can you imagine if you suddenly had them sit down with Robin Roberts and they got a chance to talk about that wacky thing <laughs> and suddenly it's national news and it's like, you're just some idiot with a wacky idea who happens to have just a bigger megaphone, mm. you know? So it starts there with people hearing something they've never heard before from a celebrity for the first time and assuming that, well, then the celebrity must know something because they have access we don't have. Right. Um, so it starts with that. And then the second thing is, is you get celebrities that they either have a little skin in the game. Like Jenny McCarthy was very convincing mm -hmm. because she has a child with autism. Well, she, um, I mean, that's, right. that's, yeah, we don't know if that's actually accurate at this point, right? Because she said she cured it. She cured him. Yeah, she cured him. She, she's the only person to cure um, autism in this country, yet no one's talking about it, really. Right. You know, it's almost like Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's the original snake oil salesman, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. She's somebody who creates problems we don't have, and then lo and behold, the solution is on her website. All you, you can need just is like buy a, it there. Some kind of jade ball that you can insert into your vagina jade or something, egg, yeah, right? Or something. Egg, yeah. Like it's like God. there but was like some very strange things going on on that. Right. Yes. And then and then the the vaginal steaming. I mean, the minute oh, that right. happened, the, the National Institute of Medical Health and gynecologists were falling over themselves to like, say, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't listen to Gwyneth Paltrow. She's not an expert. She's not a doctor. I am the head of gynecology for Cornell Weill. And I'm saying don't do that. Yes. You know, I mean, the fact that the American Psychological Association issued a huge statement after that Tom Cruise debacle yes. should tell you something. The experts are saying don't listen. But we don't, you know, where am I going to, the APA is not as famous as Tom Cruise. Right, we I've don't heard, know that guy who's exactly, saying, I, I've heard, you know, right, I've heard, I've heard Tom Cruise. Yes. I've never seen the APA's statement. Where and Tom Cruise that? is telling us that he knows people, you know, they, 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 he's, he's, he's talked to people. So he, he must have the information and the other people must be corrupt and don't want us to know the real information. Exactly. And that, and that they usually use that as well. But here's the thing. Gwyneth Paltrow, her entire philosophy is about toxins. Everything's yes. toxic. You know, the bra you wore with your ex-boyfriend is toxic yes. energy. Don't wear it. Um, and then she started saying that the underwire of a bra is toxic and causes breast cancer, to which oncologists and the head of oncology at Sloan Kettering had to, like, run out of his office and run to the Today Show and Good Morning America and say, no, no, none of that's true. That does not cause – I don't know where she got that from. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Right. Go ahead. Wear your bras. You're okay. Right. Um, but, you know, we have this idea that she has some sort of access and she she trots out these experts who are not doctors. They're spiritualists or they're, um, you know, people who just call themselves an expert in a certain field. But, but none of them have MDs. None of them. No. And, and it's all and you have to ask yourself, what's the motivation? She wants to make money. Yes. She's, Lots she's of money. Exactly. She's asking us. So if she has a cure for breast cancer, why on earth would she be selling it for $200 on her website and not running to the head of oncology at a major research, mm -hmm. uh, cancer research, or, or, or call the American Cancer Society and say, hey, I, I have this discovery that could be life-changing and world-changing. Let's put some medical experts together. Why isn't she doing that? Right. You know, and the answer is because 
she knows what she's doing is BS and she knows she just wants to make money and you cannot be a sucker and fall for that. Yes. And it's a really important lesson uh, about celebrity experts. Thank you. Now, one of the areas that you and I have discussed before when we were on TV together is body image and confidence Mm -hmm. and self-worth. We know that the media messages circulating, um, this has been an issue for many years. It can have a profound influence on how kids feel about their self-worth and their bodies, both boys and girls. Everything looks bigger and better and buffer and thinner and more valuable when it's celebritized. So what messages in particular are being sent about body image and self-worth that vulnerable kids might be misinterpreting uh, from celebrities? And how can parents help kids to make sense of those messages so that they don't fall victim to them in the ways that others have in the past? I think it's all about educating your child and showing them Every time there is, I mean, there's websites dedicated to all the times a celebrity used Photoshop to yes. make themselves look thinner or prettier. Or there was a, is a scandal going on right now where Khloe Kardashian posted a photo where she looks nothing like Khloe Kardashian. And that's because it wasn't Khloe Kardashian. I mean, it was her, but she used all of this, like, not just Facetune. I mean, she went for it. And, uh, and you know, and then, and then a fan unveiled her the very next week on Keeping Up with the Kardashians with her old face and her old body. So I think it's really important to really reveal that to children. Otherwise, the only information they're getting is what they're seeing on social media. That's, right. you, you, have to, you have to provide the counter argument. You have to say, Oh, my favorite is, um, I forget her name, but there's a, a YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, there's an influencer on Instagram right now who was a bikini model, and she decided, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to start posting photos of what I really look like. Mm-hmm. And you can see her cellulite. You can yeah. see that she's a little chubby, You can, but she's still beautiful. And I think there's a there's a really big movement right now to look at people like, you know, Lena Dunham and Adele and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, Rebel, Wil- uh, uh, Rebel Wilson and, mm-hmm. and all these people that are, you know, just the size they are. Uh, and that's it. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, there's models, there's large size models now and skinny models. I mean, I think it's not about being fat or thin. I think it's just about accepting the weight that you are. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I remember when you and I were at Tyra is she used to say all the time, it's not about being skinny. It's not about being fat. It's about being the healthiest weight for you. Right. It's about you being authentic to who you are. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that was really interesting coming from somebody who was a model, mm-hmm. you know, who was a supermodel who has, you know, whose weights fluctuated all these years. And I thought, you know, that's a great lesson. That's a great example. So I think showing your child, male and female, the other side of it, showing them all the all the stars that photoshop themselves and letting them see that most of those images are all faked up completely faked up i love also you know when they yes there's there's great instagram and 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 websites that you know show the befores and afters which i think are really important there's even websites that can take you through a transformation from start to finish right you have like a typical looking person i mean it's not that they're not attractive. They're just like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And then you can go kind of blow by blow and and look at the enhancements that were made with 
makeup, hair, lighting, and then in the enhancements that are made digitally. And, and when I was, ta I've taken kids through these things before in, in groups, uh, when I've been presenting or, or running coaching groups. And they're, oh my gosh, it's very eye-opening where people are yeah. saying things like, my, they just cut off half her arm, you know, right. or, or look what they just did to her butt or, you know, oh my gosh, look at his arms, how much bigger they are right now, or look what they just did to his abdominals. And you're like, yes, this is what happens and what is in black and white or what is on the, your computer screen or what is on a billboard is not actually what is real life. And I still remember this girl raising her hand and saying something like, so what you're telling me is that the girl on the cover of the magazine doesn't actually look like the girl on the cover of the magazine? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And so I think it's a practice. Uh, I really appreciate what you're saying because I, it is a practice that we need to talk about both when it comes to the people and the celebrities, as well as all the other dupes that we get from watching toys on TV, right. you know, shows on TV, because it's happening all the time. I think that's a big reveal, the fact that the little girl had to ask the mm -hmm. question to make sure that she was wrapping her mind around what you were showing her. Yes. Because if, if kids are only shown one thing, they don't know there's another side to it. Right. So as a parent, you know, we have so much more access now and so many more tools. Like, you can literally just go Google that right now and find all of these images. You don't have to have any sort of special connection or degree to go find this information. No. It's out there. You just have to access it and make sure you show your vulnerable kids and you know boys too because yes. same thing with athletes I mean that was the whole thing with um, you know all the baseball players when we were coming up and even to this day that they use um, HGH and, and growth hormones to mm -hmm. look like that that's not what they look like naturally mm -hmm. you know so I think it's an important conversation you have to show the other side because you're you're, you're not going to win if you don't show that because the the media is there and social media is there and these images are there and your kid is going to be consuming them like crazy. So there has to be another side to that coin. I also love when, you know, when you do show these things to kids, kids are very savvy and they don't like being duped. So it's important for them to see the way that advertisers, celebrities, you know, whatever is out there, what they are tr doing in order to get the attention, in order to manipulate. And then those kids can then feel like, oh, I am not going to be duped because now I have this information so I can second guess this instead of just taking in exactly what's being shown to me and saying this must be the truth. Right. You've you've armed them. You've yes. armed them with this information. So when they see an image, they can stop and say to themselves, that's not really her. No, no. You know, it doesn't so you, even look like what I just saw on TV, you know, exactly. two minutes ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you want to give them that opportunity to do that on, on their own. And that's, yeah. I think, look, it's a great bonding experience, too. I think it shows real caring and real love for somebody. Yes. It When you actually sit down and care about and show them that you care about the way they're perceiving the world around them. Yes. It's something so simple, but I think not only does it teach them something about celebrity, I think it teaches them something about you and how you feel about them. Love this. So celebrities also get paid for their endorsements. We know that celebrities stand to make 
hundreds of thousands of dollars for a single Instagram post. And yet the money piece seems to get glossed over um, or brushed under the rug when kids hear about their coolest pair of shoes, the best app, the newest gadget, the tastiest ice cream, the more interest, the most interesting book or the most helpful product through the lens of their favorite celebrity. So are people influenced by these pairings? And if so, what do we need to bring to light when we see kids falling for whatever their beloved celebrity is into at that moment? Well, the good thing is that Instagram, I don't know that every platform has done this, but Instagram has said that if you're going to post something you're being paid for, you have to do hashtag ad or hashtag, I forget what the other one is. It's like Mm, SPS or S- SMS. Mm-hmm. I have to, you got to look that one up, but there's a second one. So um, then you can say to your child, look, you see, they're, they're, they don't really use this product. Somebody's paying them to say they use this mm-hmm. product. Or maybe they used uh, it once or they used it in this commercial or whatever, but it's not necessarily their favorite. Right, exactly. And you also have to look at some of the celebrities. My favorite one, I love um, when Tiger Woods got mm-hmm. the Buick. Yes. He was driving a Buick and people were like, Tiger Woods wouldn't drive a Buick. Like he's <laughs> obviously being paid by Buick because that guy's worth millions of dollars. I mean, nothing against Buick, but you just, you would not see Tiger Woods in one, you know. <laughs> I like that didn't... part of your book. That was very funny. Yes. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of things that just kind of don't go together. So I think it's important to explain to talk to your child and say, when a celebrity is asking you to buy something or do something, stop and say to yourself, why? Yes. Why are they asking? Are they asking because they truly love this product, love this show, love this movie? Are they being paid? Are they in the movie? What's the mm. reason? So understanding the why behind it is very important. And my most recent example is Ashton Kutcher was recently asking us to buy his wine. And then with that money, he will then donate to different charities. Mm. Well, okay, you're worth $250 million. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and donate the money. Cut out the middleman. You don't need me to buy your wine. And then you realize, oh, I see. It's tax season. Mm -hmm. This was a tax write-off for Mm -hmm. you. So I'm not going to help you pay your taxes. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to ask why. Why is a celebrity asking us to buy, do, Mm -hmm. see, or be anything? Mm -hmm. Mm. Thank you for that. That is really awesome. I love the idea that parents and teachers and whoever's listening can just step back and use that question in order to help illuminate this issue that why is this celebrity asking you to do this thing? Why? Because then it it asks that kid to like think through what would be the reasons Oh, well, I, he clearly just loves this particular juice. Really? Because it sounds like an endorsement. And do you know what that means? You know, right. what is what is it that's really happening here? And this is the behind the scenes of how this works. Love that. So what about the positive influence of celebrities? Is there a place in which we can talk about the positive influences as like, hey, when you get the ear of others, I want you to make sure you're saying something helpful just like so-and-so. So is there, is there room for that? 
Yeah, in fact, I think it's very important to point out when a celebrity does use their platform for something that is helpful mm -hmm. because it's important to understand where those differences are. What, why is what this one celebrity doing good and this other celebrity doing bad and selfish? Mm -hmm. um, so in, in my opinion, there's only been three instances of <laughs> celebrities that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head. This is not good given the amount, but okay, <laughs> right. I'm, gonna, I'm ready for the three. <laughs> um, where they actually are doing something, using their celebrity and their platform to do good in the world and they do not have a dog in the fight. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite example is most recently, John Stewart, his advocacy for the S September 11th Victims Compensation mm -hmm. Fund, you know, that's a rare moment when a public figure uses their celebrity altruistically. Mm -hmm. You know, when you compare to like other celebrities and, you know, why was Chris Brown suddenly interested in domestic violence, I wonder, mm. you know, so that that's suspicious as opposed to John Stewart, who his advocacy was genuine. These people were were owed that money that they weren't getting. So he used his celebrity. He went on both Fox News and CNN. He was mm -hmm. completely bipartisan or nonpartisan in this situation. Mm -hmm. And and he got it done. It was amazing, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so he's a good example. Um, before Drew Carey took over for Price is Right, it was Bob Barker. Mm -hmm. And he used to say, spay and neuter your pets. Absolutely. You know, as far as I was concerned, he's not a dog or a cat. Mm -hmm. So... He didn't have a, well, maybe he had a dog in the fight, but he didn't have, you know. <laughs> maybe, a maybe, no, maybe just a dog at home. <laughs> a dog at home. Um, and then, and then more recently, surprisingly, Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Before you judge me, let me. Look, let me there's a whole explain. chapter on Kim Kardashian, so, you know. And there has book. to be, there has to be, because, because, you know, her, she's equally as much of a hypocrite as she is as much of a advocate. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to explain, look, she's so famous and she's influencing so many people that there has to be a conversation about her. You can't write a book like Celebritocracy and ignore her. But the work that she's doing for criminal justice reform is remarkable. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable because it's completely off brand. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't serve her in any way, shape or form. She's already liked and beloved. You know, she's not one of the celebrities people love to hate. So why would she be doing this other than the fact that, I mean, I have my own opinions why I think she's doing it, but she cares about criminal justice reform. She had a father who was an attorney mm -hmm. and and even though her father famously got O.J. Simpson off, he was an attorney to other people before and after where he actually did good work. Mm -hmm. And I think she wants to carry on that uh, that legacy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she has really been instrumental in freeing people that should not be in prison and should not be in prison for as long as they've been. And then really surprisingly is she helped the First Step Act get passed. I mean, she's pretty amazing because remember she voted for Hillary. She was stumping for Hillary. Mm -hmm. She's friends with the Obamas mm -hmm. yet. She got Donald Trump to sign this first step act mm -hmm. that says that as soon as you leave prison, this is the, the first step act will help you not get back into a life of crime. Mm -hmm. It helps you find a job and a home and, and helps you get your life on track mm -hmm. where you should have been before. Mm. So this, this is pretty amazing stuff out of somebody who got famous from a sex tape. Right. Mm. You know? So no, I think really you got to give credit where credit is due. 
I think so. And, and being multifaceted actually is a great conversation. You know, you can, you can talk about the good and the bad in all people that somebody may have made mistakes along the way. Uh, you may not agree with everything that she does, but in this, you know, particular area, you really appreciate what she's doing. Um, and, and being able to tell those stories that celebrities have an opportunity uh, to to get the ear of many people and influence a, a huge number across the world. So if you are in a position, child, that you have the ear of many, whether it's your, you know, your friends, your classroom, your school, uh, your community, or a larger platform, what is it that you really want to say? What do you want to be remembered right. for? How can right. you influence people in a positive direction? Because those are the conversations, that's the kind of thoughtfulness that can, can really make some important changes, both in your child and in the community that they're in. But, you know, she's also a good opportunity to have a conversation like we were talking about earlier, that you shouldn't be into hero worship yeah. and that pe people are imperfect. Yes. Because, yes, she did do all these wonderful things and she helped uh, Anna Marie Johnson get out of prison where she should not have been um, and the First Step Act and all that. But, you know, remember also she she's very into she's Armenian. So she's very into mm -hmm. speaking about Armenian genocide. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know anything about Armenian genocide, it took place in 1915. And it was the Turks who mm -hmm. caused the genocide. Mm -hmm. So she's been very anti Turkey for a very mm -hmm. long time. Uh, when she found out she was going to be on the cover of Vogue Cosmo, she threw a fit and she uh, got a cease and desist. So this has been a big thing for her yet. When it was when she had the chance to make her clothing line skims, uh, she chose Turkey. Yeah, I mean that, which is, is where just she's the having the, right exactly. I mean, like and, literally and, any other place. Right, exactly. <laughs> literally anywhere else in the world. And, and Armenia was like, "Hi, we have factories here too." And right. she was like, "Sorry, business decision." Yes. So this is a right. really good example of you know maybe you love Kim Kardashian, but you know what? You can hate this about her. Yes. It's okay. It Don't could, be this into could hero worship. You. Yes. Yes, exactly. Your 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 people you love can disappoint you. It's yeah. a great lesson. Yes. People you love in your real life and celebrities you love. People are human and they they've got great points and they've got terrible points. Yes. So mm. she, I, I, she's a good example for that as well. Love it. Yes, really important. And these kinds of stories, I think, really speak to our kids. So don't be afraid to actually use these very stories in in explaining these things to your kids and having them to do do some of the research and, and learn about this kind of thing, uh, because it, it, it makes it come to life. I, I feel like it's, you know, it, when we just kind of trying to tout the lessons, everybody's flawed, it doesn't work as well as, hey, you know, that person that you've been, you know, talking about and looking into, like, do you know that these kinds of things are happening, both the good and the bad? I love all of that. So I would love you to finish the sentence. The most important message or messages that we need to send to young people when it comes to celebrities is... Um, that they are flawed, mm -hmm. that they are not perfect, and that most of them don't deserve your love and attention more than the people in your real life. Mm. That's beautifully said. That is so beautifully said, because of course they are just somebody's daughter or son or father or mother, just like everybody else. And they have a job and here's their job, just like 
the people in your life have a job. So I think that's a great idea. What's your top tip? What do you want people to do or say? Uh, how can they come away from this conversation and, and really help their kids to understand more about celebrities and what they stand for, where they fall down, where they get up? What do you want them to really come away with? Um, I think it's very important to really understand how celebrities are communicating with your child. Mm. And like we said earlier, social media is a big place where they're talking directly to your kid. So you should treat those images and messages the same way you would social media messages from people in their school. Mm. They're only showing you their lives on their best day. Mm-hmm. And even if the message is, is real, it's celebrity real, mm-hmm. meaning it's highly crafted by publicists and marketing teams. So it's not even, you know, your best friend posted a picture where she looked great, but she didn't post the picture on the day that she was feeling really depressed. <laughs> so when you look at her Instagram, it looks like, wow, she's always so happy. Mm. Um, so that in and of itself can cause depression and anxiety and make you feel less than because your life is a real life. But here's your best friend. It's like, wow, she looks like she's always happy. Why am mm. I not always happy? Mm-hmm. Celebrities are that to the 20th degree. They have you know, glam squads and marketing teams to, I mean, even, even Demi Lovato again, and I hate to harp on her, but she's such a good example. You know, even the pictures that she put out recently where she was like, Oh, look at my butt. It's kind of big. It's celebrity big, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure in real life, in real life, it probably (laughs) looks, you know, more real than the picture that you're putting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So even the picture on Instagram, which is trying to be real, it's not real, real. It's right. She wants to be real. accessible and she wants to you to identify with her and feel like uh, she's a real person. But even in that attempt, there's probably some behind the scenes work happening on that picture. Oh, there are. Yeah, there definitely <laughs> is. And even and even when they're saying like, here's me with no makeup. Yes, but you have lighting like crazy around you. Yeah, I make the most beautiful lighting because you have much more money than other people. So uh, absolutely. You're not you're not using the fluorescent lights that are hanging out in, in a lot of people's bathrooms. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> OK, excellent. You know, I, I just want to put high beams on the the work that you're doing and that when we look at celebrities that enter our living rooms and our bedrooms every day through the internet, through TVs, you know, when we went back at watching movies and movie theaters, you know, the when we're looking at, at, at sports games, they do have a profound influence on us in all of these ways. And while some of the stuff looks frivolous or seems frivolous, it still has an effect. So it is important to talk to our kids about it and kind of front load the conversation. So if you haven't had the conversation yet, to have it now, and it's not just one conversation, obviously it's many, but that there is an opportunity here to talk about celebrities, but also some of these other key issues that we highlighted, whether it's failure or drug use um, or perfectionism. So many of these celebrities give us a vehicle to talk about things that really matter, wouldn't you say? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything from depression to sibling rivalry. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that goes on in your life, a celebrity has it covered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but it, but and so you should look at those opportunities as exactly that chances to have a conversation. Right. Um, but just make sure that your child is consuming the information in a healthy way. You know, there's definitely research on how we consume celebrity uh, celebrity advice and celebrity mm-hmm. culture. And there's a small percentage of people that become a little bit obsessed. Right. So it's important to recognize that in your child who's maybe a little more, more vulnerable. Right. You know, if you're if you don't have a lot of friends at school, maybe you feel like the kids at Riverdale are kind of my friends, right. you know, and you'll be more interested in the life of Lily Reinhardt and what she's up to and and all that. So I think it's I think it's very important to it's good to have um celebrities that you like because they're out there and it's part of pop culture and you want your child to participate, you know, in conversations with their friends. But on the other hand, I think you have to be the parent here and figure out what's healthy and what's not healthy. Is there a line that's been crossed? Is there too much money being spent, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, on whatever the celebrity is endorsing or their music or whatever? Right. So, you know, and it's tough because kids want to compete with their friends as well. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows more about, I've seen kids sit around, I've seen, I've seen 12 year old girls sit around and talk about, you know, who knows more about Lady Gaga mm-hmm. or whatever, right. you know, and they, and it's, it's okay to know things. It's something else to feel like you have a personal relationship. Absolutely. Well, give us the resource of the week. Where can we go to get more information about you and your book and the work you're doing? Um, well, my book, uh, Celebritocracy, is available right now on Amazon. But if you go to cooperlawrence.com, um, I always have interesting articles on there and information and whatever I'm working on. And, you know, the, the crux of what I do is about how celebrity influences our, all of our decisions, our political decisions, um, especially this year. It's a political year. Um, but also decisions that kids make, decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my area of expertise. And if you're interested in that, cooperlawrence.com. Excellent. We'll have that link on our show notes for today and uh, as well as the link to the book. And I want to thank you so much, Cooper, for coming on the show today and sharing your insight and your strategies and just all the ways that you've been thinking about celebrities and how it influences us. It's been such an interesting conversation and I'm just so thrilled that we could do this today. Thank you, my friend. It's always wonderful talking to you. Yeah, it's been great. Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends, I know you have yours. So let's discuss them. Come up on Facebook. We can go to the Dr. Robin Silverman page or let's chat about it. DrRobinSilverman.com or Twitter.com slash Dr. Robin. I'm also on Instagram under Dr. Robin Silverman. And I'll be going back and forth with Cooper Lawrence all throughout the week to talk about these celebrities, to highlight some of the great quotes that she had uh, during the show today, because there were many. And if you love this podcast like I did, I hope you go up to iTunes and rate and review it. Those five-star reviews mean everything. I am telling you, they make an enormous difference in the exposure of this podcast. And every time that you give one, and I know I get them often, it really warms my heart. So I just want to tell you, I appreciate it. And if you could take time to do it, it would be great so that people can hear more about what Cooper Lawrence has been talking about and all our great experts we've been having on this show. 
That's all the time we have for today, my fellow parents, leaders, and educators. Thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com. There's so many great podcasts up there, and the show notes to this podcast will be up there as well. I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even on the days when you fall short, You've got this. You're here. You're getting the information you need. I know it's not easy, but never forget there's always tomorrow. Parenting is the ultimate do-over. I see you and I'm right there with you. And perhaps you heard something today when you said, ah, goodness, I, I belittled this celebrity. I didn't talk about it. I glossed over it. I really didn't listen. You know what? You can go back. You can say to your child, I'm ready to listen. You can do it differently. You can have the conversation. And as there are moments when we doubt our know-how, our choices, and our sweet sanity, please know you are 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.